Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Mizzuto and so excited to be here hosting another fabulous guest today. Today, I'm joined by Laura Hearn, who's a MBA. She's a military spouse, mother, financial planning specialist, and business coach for women. Laura spent nearly a decade of her career working in the financial services industry and focuses on bridging the financial confidence gap through educational, transparent, and empowering strategies. As a certified business and entrepreneurship coach, Laura helps women entrepreneurs build and scale their heart-centered businesses with confidence. When she's not working, you can find Laura spending time with her husband and two young children traveling and exploring outside. Laura, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for the conversation we have lined up today. Yes. Um, I got to update that soon because... There's about to be a third one, <laughs> third kid. <laughs> so soon to be, soon to be mom of three, yes. um, and doing some amazing work in the community. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about sales today, and I know that there's. I mean, I I can relate to this. I'm not I'm not a salesperson, and I never strive to be a salesperson. But then there's the the mindset of like everyone's a salesperson, right? We're all selling something. Yeah. Um, so let's start, I guess, with the mindset piece, right? Why why do we find sales challenging? Some people, me, right? I'm sure lots of other women, but what talk to me about this, about the the mindset piece behind it. Well, so first we have to like understand that so much of sales was based on like the vet, you know the door-to-door salesman, right? Not the saleswoman. And so much sales training that we go through, whether it's through your, you know, your work or whatever, like traditional sales strategies are based on the man's way of selling, selling. Um, a lot of constructs that to women just feel cringy and feel horrible. Like I would never say that. And we inherently buy as women and differently. Like we focus on relationships. We focus on higher purposes. We focus on service. And do we connect with this person? While men typically are more like, yes, this makes sense. Analytical, less emotional decision-making. And the mindset of sales, when you are someone propositioning in sales is that as a woman, we don't want to say something that would turn us off. (laughs) So how do you work around that? Because as a small business owner, as a consultant, as a coach, as whatever you do as a business, you at some level have to sell yourself or your business to get awesome employees to get contracts, to get whatever, you have to have some sort of purpose and sales strategy. But if you hate all of the sales lingo that's around, it's going to give you that cringe about like, oh, sales is the worst. Oh my gosh, I hate sales. I hate sales. And I agree with you. So much, (laughs) so much. And 
that's why it's important to tie in almost everything that you do with your mission, your purpose, your values, because it freshens it up. And if your ideal clients are women or are families where women actually control the majority of money spent in households, um, (laughs) it's important to (laughs) not have empty words and not have empty mission and being able to put that forward. But if you don't understand your greater purpose, or if you don't think you can be successful because there's so many other people doing the same thing as you, if you feel like money is a dirty thing to talk about, if you, um, you know, grew up with that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or the whole, like, you better finish everything on your plate because they're starving children. Like if you have this pre-programming about money that has negative associations with success and money in general, it's going to make sales or business or anything you do that much harder. So you have to refocus and understand what's driving you to do whatever you're doing. Right. Right. So I think there's a, there's, I I just wrote down multiple notes because there's multiple things that you touched on. I want to dive a little deeper. So first I want to talk about the the things that sort of the, our upbringing, right. And the things that often drive us to, from a financial perspective, uh, if you grew up without, you're likely going to live your way a certain way as you grow older. Um, do you see that in your, in your clients that you coach, do you see this a lot? And, and what, what kind of work do people do to overcome those challenges? Yes. So we call it poverty consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, I, I see this also on both sides of the spectrum of people that grew up with lack, with true lack, and mm-hmm. also with those that grew up with a perceived lack mm-hmm. of that, you know, just be grateful for what you have because there's others without. Yep. And both of these things can put a damper where you feel like there's a ceiling, like you put your own glass ceiling on yourself. Like, well, at least I've made it this far, right? If you had that true sense of lack, like you really went without as a child um, and you make it to a certain mark, like, oh, I made manager, I made whatever, at least I made it this far. Yep. Okay, well, yes. Congratulations. Like that is amazing. That is great. I'm going to celebrate that. But why are you limiting? Yep. Well, my mom, well, blah. Okay, cool. But could you could do more? Yeah. And then on the complete other side, you see those that did grow up with middle America and above. Yep. And they were told to just be grateful for what they have, right? So that we're not spoiled brats and there are people starving in the world. So just eat your food, you know, money, like all of these things that are good, right? You don't want to raise spoiled brats. But it can also make someone do the same exact thing of, well, there's people out there that deserve this more than I do. There are, I made it to this point in my career and that's great. I'm happy for just this, but there still could be potentially more greatness there out there for you. 
but you've been programmed to just accept what is. So it's like very different, (laughs) but the same problem, the same. And, and you really have to get out of your own way to, to believe that you can achieve more, right. That, that you've imposed that, that ceiling yourself and it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And it's hard, right? Cause this is like lifelong belief systems, lifelong thought processes of how it's supposed to be. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. I was raised by boomer by boomers <laughs> and I was raised, you know, you go to college, you go get this job, blah, blah, blah. You get your benefits. Da, 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 da. I mean, my dad was joined the military and then worked for the government. So like, that was like the protocol to follow, right? This yeah. is what success looks like. And he came from nothing, right? Like, right. so I was raised by individuals that came from poverty that mm-hmm. reached middle America. And like, this is the path to success. Like, and I'm like okay how do I reprogram myself so a lot of that is how like what I went through and shortening that learning curve (laughs) is a huge thing and the main work is by looking around you and seeing all these other people being really really successful Mm -hmm. and realizing like there is more out there yep yeah there is enough out there Right, that sense of lack, like look at all of these ultra successful, ultra wealthy people. Look at all of even during pandemics, all these people that broke out of their nine to five and started their own enterprises and were wild and are wildly successful. Like there isn't like there is more than enough. Like there isn't just some like there's only this much money, money pie in the sky that you have to compete for. You just have to realize like you have your own personal destiny mm-hmm. and there's no reason to not go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I, I love that. I think it's so important. I, I was thinking people always love reading a good rags to riches story. And I think yeah. it's, it shows us that, 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 it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. You can overcome that and, and come out ahead, but you have to really do the work to eliminate those, those things on the inside that are creating that ceiling for you. Um, and I see it also in like wealthy communities as well, because mom and dad already were the successful mm-hmm. But like their dream and their company isn't my vision, isn't what I'm passionate about. If I, you know, but I should just be grateful for this. 
mm-hmm. for my situation, even though I'm miserable, even yep. though it's not what I want. And I want to create my own legacy, my own dreams, but lack, like what if I fail? What if this, what if that, even though they have a bigger cushion, technically there right. is still this fear of going out because what if it doesn't go well? What if I end up dirt? <laughs> like there's all of this. And there's, always, yeah, the, the what ifs can be really scary. Right. Yeah. And, if, and if you don't have people behind you believing in you, if your family, there's, um, if there's influences in your life who are telling you, okay, I'm going to have to pause. Cause I don't know where that's coming from. My iPad's ringing and oh. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it or not. No, I couldn't hear. I could barely oh, hear like a circle in the background. Okay. Like that's it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to reset. Um, we'll edit that part out. But so what I was saying is like, if you, so no matter how you grow up, right. If you have a dream and you're trying to do something and you have influences, people in your life who you love and you respect and who care about you, but are maybe saying, well, that's not a good idea. Or I don't believe that you can do this. Like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's hard, right? It's, it's, you don't, we, we often have so much of our own self-doubt that the moment, the moment someone we love and who we care about comes in and and adds to that doubt suddenly pushes us in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I've had to actually like keep my mouth shut about a lot of my business endeavors, my husband's business endeavors around certain family members that just don't get entrepreneurship. They don't get that entire, and they're not coming from like a sense, a place of negativity, like wanting bad for me. They're wanting to look out and what they're doing is they're feeding my own doubt. They're looking, they're feeding my own fears. And then that fear can cause paralysis. Mm -hmm. Um, On the other side of that spectrum, you can have fear of success because we get told so much as a child, again, that money changes people, that money is the root of all evil. And then the news propagates that by always showing like these crazy wealthy people getting busted, doing these horrible things. And it's like, see, look, money is evil. Look, Mm -hmm. like when you get that level of success, you're going to get you know, whatever, like stuck in the bad crap, like whatever is going to happen. Yeah. And it's so like, that's a small percentage of people. Like there's so many amazingly successful, wealthy people that are doing so much good in the world. Mm -hmm. And you're able to challenge some of these things with, by saying like, if I am really successful, right. If I really achieve the business and career success I want, which inherently feeds my wealth, then I'll be able to make a bigger impact in the things I really, really care about exactly where I want to, whether it's creating your own philanthropic things or directly handing money to someone, you know, Um, and that helps feed that higher purpose to overcome that doubt, to overcome everything else, because you have this like guiding light of the bigger things you want to accomplish by being successful in your lane. And 
letting people like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Or what if it takes longer? Or, you know, benefits, all of these different things that can get in your head from people that care. Like you have to segregate. Like I like my parents, prime example, like they don't always get it because they were, you know, successful in their own right in the common structure. (laughs) And I just said, yeah, everything's going great. (laughs) Even if I'm like struggling mentally, like, oh, like I just, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it like, if they inquire, I just like, yeah, no, it's going, working on things. Yep. But I don't dive into it with them anymore because it didn't help. And my husband felt, you know, went through the same thing as well. Yep. It's just, it's not like cutting people off and people like, oh, just cut those negative. Like, no, like you don't just cut your parents off or right. like, but you can whatever. filter the, you can filter the conversation, right? You can, yeah. you can set boundaries within the relationship so that it's not like you can control how much you open up and share with them. And yeah. if, if you leave them with the impression that everything's good, we're good. Don't need to dive in then they're likely going to steer clear of it. And yeah, then you can talk about grandkids. You can talk about everything. Yep. <laughs> There's plenty of other things to talk about. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's hard, right? It's hard when when the people you, who are supposed to love you the most and care about you the most sometimes call you out or ask, ask the hard questions or put you in that place where that you don't feel supported. Um, but you can also control that a little bit in terms of what you share. So I love your, your thought of like, just, I'm fine. We're good. <laughs> Yeah. And also find a community of people. Right. So like the international association of women has such amazing local communities and has Mm -hmm. global communities. And we have the different, you know, you know, group sessions where we can just talk things out and get that support from each other, like find the support group that you need. So you're not relying on individuals that don't understand your dream and mission and challenges and don't have solutions that will actually drive more success. Like find that group. And you know, it's interesting. I'm glad you brought this up because this is something that I'm, I'm big on community and finding my people. I've lived overseas. I've moved so many times, um, as a mom and every, with every move, it was super important to find people within my community because my family was never near me. And I'm sure you can relate to this being a military spouse Oh yes, <laughs> where you, you get uprooted and, and you have to figure it out. And now this is more from the personal side in terms of finding my community, because I needed, I needed other mom friends. I needed to know who I could call if my kid was sick. I needed to know who we could carpool with. I needed to know where do they sell the best diapers? Like the figuring it all out, but community is so important. It's important in so many aspects of your life. I mean, I can say even in personal life, I, you know, when how I chose to raise my kids differently than the way that I was raised mm-hmm. and getting, you know, like, well, you turned out just fine, you know, <laughs> like, so I'm like, I don't mean to be ragging on my parents, but like, um, <laughs> the easiest analogy for it. Um, I found my own group of like-minded moms, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same thing with my business. I need to find like-minded entrepreneurs 
like-minded women, like-minded individuals. Like I have my mom group and maybe not all of them work, maybe not all of them do, but they, we still have the same core values of how we raise our children. And then I have my local groups, Mm -hmm. um, of entrepreneurs, women, I have internet community masterminds that I'm a part of that help feed me. So I'm always learning and growing. Right. Because otherwise it can, it can get very lonely if you don't, if you don't, it's it, your, your community support may not be your friends and family. So you really have to make sure that you have the people who I always say the people who will support your crazy, right? If I have a crazy big idea and I come to you, are you going to say, I'm all in, how can I support you? Are you going to say you're crazy, go away. And if, if you don't find the supporters, it starts to feel very lonely. And you, and that's when the self-doubt comes in. And that's the, like, it's just a, a tricky road to follow. Exactly. And it, it's all tied in, right? Because if we go back to the woman's way of selling things versus the man's way and our thoughts about sales, you know, when you have a community backing you that believes in your mission and believes in your business, it's going to be really hard for you to feel cringy about talking about your business and talking about your mission. It's going to be really hard to feel embarrassed or weird talking about what you do because you have a group of people that also support you. So it's important to have that community. That's not just like your friends and family that you've known your whole life because they see you at like, I don't know, they see you still as like 12 year old you, like that's just the <laughs> fact of it. Um, right. doesn't matter if you're in your thirties or forties, like your mom and dad and your aunts and uncles and all friends, they still like see you as the kid you, yeah. um, and your buddies will still see you as like your buddy, like your drinking buddy or whatever. Um, so it's important to have those communities to help foster your confidence around your business around your career, around what you're passionate about. And when you intertwine that power of confidence, because you now have a support system that you can bounce ideas off of, you also are generating this like higher purpose again, back to that. Like I work in finance, right? That's my regular job, if you will, is working in finance. And I don't know about you, but just about everybody and their mother since COVID gets LinkedIn messages saying like, hi, I'm a financial advisor and I'd love to chat with you sometime. I'm like, cool. So would all of these other weird dudes in my inbox. Um, my husband gets them too. And he's like, my wife does this for a living. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, he has a really great way to shut them up because he's like, I married one. Uh, (laughs) but it's, if you can intertwine and connect with people that you love, right. You find your ideal client who you love working with, right. Who you love serving and who you also like want to help. Like, so for me, prime example, I love working with women. I love working with moms, you know, families, entrepreneurs, small business owners that are women in helping them up level their money mindset and find the unique strategies that they need, right? Because there's no one size fits all that they need to like expand their growth and their horizons and smash their goals, whether they're business, personal, financial, et cetera. So I would never <laughs> message someone saying like, hey, I'm a coach. Hey, I do finance. 
I connect with them on a real level. Like, hey, I am looking to connect with other women that are passionate about this, that are successful, that are driven, because I am constantly working on projects to build more confidence in women. And I'd love to connect with you. Yep. Because that's a hundred percent true. This is not a bait and switch. It's a hundred percent true. That is what I love doing. Yeah. And I always network with them. I always say like, Hey, I just want to pick your brain. I want to talk with you. I want to make sure what I'm doing makes sense because you are a leader. You are successful. You are basically who I love helping, but I want to make sure that I'm not off base. Yep. I, can I pick your brain? Yep. And you have a conversation with them that is putting like a real conversation. It's not some weird, awkward sales call. And you right. ask regular questions about like what's important to them because you, I'm having this conversation to better my practice, to continue to learn like, oh, I'm not already, I'm not, I'm not doing that. How can I make sure I cover that topic on my next podcast? How can I make sure my blog posts and things like that cover this? How can I learn more about this aspect? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm a forever learner, right? That's my thing. As we um, all should be. I, 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 there's, I, I think lifelong learning is, is important. Exactly. Um, now in that conversation, if, you know, if Megan, you bring up that you have a challenge like that's still out there. Cause I asked like, what's something that you had challenges with? How did you overcome them? Sometimes it's like, I'm still struggling with this, right? If I know how to help you with that, I'm going to tell you, right? Like, Hey, like I want to, you like, thank you for your whole time. Like for everything that we talked about, but like you mentioned ABC and I help people specifically with ABC. I'd love to set up a different time to see if I can help you. Like whether it's becoming a client or just giving you a tip, like for free, like just here, try this. Like, I'd love to have that conversation. And they're like, yeah, most people are like, yeah, I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, none of that was like cringy. Like I'm literal. And so people are like, oh, that's on Fade Street. I'm like, no, I genuinely want to meet as many super awesome women as humanly possible Mm -hmm. and learn about them. Mm -hmm. So I can help more women. And if by chance I can help that individual, I'm going to let them know because if I don't let them know, how can I help them? How can I serve my greater purpose? How can I empower and educate more women to be, for lack of a better word, a badass at what they do and what they're passionate about if I don't let them know what I do? Right. Right. What's what's stopping you or someone like you can do that exact same thing. Yeah. You've turned it from the, the cringy sales message into really building a relationship, right? You started with a conversation of something that, that we both, we both align on, right? We have a common interest. Let's have a chat. And you use that to drive the awareness of what are your challenges and how could I help you, which then leads to the potential for future, future work. Right. So, or a potential to meet more people because they might be like, you know what, Laura, I already, like, thank you for highlighting these challenges. I already have someone that I work with for that. And now I'm going to bring those things up to them. I'm like, yeah. And if they can't help you, let me know. Like, I'm not offended. I just want to let you know that I can help you with it. But if you already have someone like, please, you've opened a door and found things that you still need help with. (laughs) Um, But also, you know, I love expanding my network and expanding my community. Do you know a couple other super awesome women? Yep. That I can pick their brains. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's always about community and building that awareness of the self-imposed glass ceiling and how we can break it ourselves, mm-hmm. and how we can all help each other. Because sometimes I'm connecting with someone that I found on LinkedIn that I found wherever, and I'm just getting to know them. And I realize I need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need them. And it's, so it's, right. it's also self, it's not just self-serving to like get business, but it's self-serving and like, I'm learning and potentially meeting someone that can help me up level. Yep. yep. And that's the difference between like corporate man telling you to go to conferences and go to the chamber of commerce meetings and make cold calls and just show up and hand out your business card versus going to meetups and going and having real conversations and just showing up genuinely you and talking about what you're passionate about. Like, yep. it's so different. It is. It is. As a woman, I'm like, yeah, no, I want to talk about what I'm passionate about and what's real and me and what feels natural. Yep. Not put on something fake and a whole. Bleh. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go with that model. All in, right? All in. Well, I I love it. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think that it helps women a get out of their own way in terms of the the money mindset and the, the, the roadblocks we create for ourselves in terms of, I can only get to here, right? You can't, you have to do the work to figure out what's blocking you, but you have to, you have to live with this abundance mindset and believe that you're, you're worthy of more and you can achieve more. But then on top of that, also revisiting how, how we sell, right. And how we, how we define our core values and our mission and structure our business in a way that doesn't, doesn't have the cringe effect. Cause if you feel cringy sending the message, the person receiving it feels the cringe, right. Most likely, most likely. <laughs> um, and you have to take that out of it. And that's one of the things that, you know, nowadays there's also a whole bunch of different AI technologies out there. Now there's, there's a huge like whole thing about like this chat GPT thing. It's everywhere. It it's is everywhere. Crazy. I mean, I go on clubhouse and like every room talks about it. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, but like I've been using different types of AI for content creation. Um, there's something called Jasper. Right. Yep. I'm like, I'm just going to stick to this because this <laughs> chat GPT thing, everyone's crashing in. I'm like, I'm just going to use old faithful over here. Yep. Um, but I'm able to take, you know, like corporate sales message, right? This is the script we want you to use, blah, blah, blah. And I can drop it in there and say like, I want it to be feminine, motivational, blah, 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 add some key words into it that are my core values and have it completely change it. And it's my voice. And then I can tweak it a little bit more. I'm like, okay, yes, this feels more me and I'm more comfortable sending an email or sending a message like this right? or saying, verbalizing, saying this to a potential connection on mm-hmm. a call by just kind of repurposing it. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to say you're like, go get all your, like, I'm, but like, there's a time and a place for things. And I think using that stuff to reword it or something that you've heard someone else say, like, okay, I really like what Laura said here, but like, that's not me. That's Let not me, me drop it into this content improver or whatever mm-hmm. and reword it. And now this feels like me. Yeah. 
I think using, using these tools as tools, not to like, if honestly, if you go, the, the AI stuff is, is, is going to explode, right? Chat, chat GPT has completely, it's everywhere. It is everywhere right now. Um, and I think that these can be great tools, but you have to remember they're just tools. And if you, if you start generating content out of an AI and then just posting that content, you're not going to have the personal voice and connection that you need. People are going to realize that a robot is writing your stuff. <laughs> yeah, and- no. And so like, I use AI in my yep. LinkedIn, 110%. Um, because I use, you know, sales navigator, right. The higher level search functions. Um, and I connect with like the max. So they keep changing whatever max connections we can do a day. And so I have an influx of new connections and messages that I have to do every single day. And I was like, this is wasting my time. Um, and you know, I was like, my kids were sick. I was sick. And it was like, it threw off my whole calendar. Like everything went to crap because I wasn't actively on it. And what I use it for, which I think is brilliant is that, um, there's different AIs that you can use for LinkedIn. Um, then I use a specific one where it sends messages that I created. Mm. So like, Hey, I'm looking like, Hey, great profile, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking to connect with women leaders and, you know, my whole connection verbiage and a series of like, after they accept my friend request or connection request, um, to send the, this next message, if they didn't reply. And if they don't reply to this next message, it will automatically send three days later, another message. But once this person replies, the robot stops. It doesn't keep talking to the person. <laughs> that's the creepy part of like the chat GPT stuff. Right. Um, it right. turns it, it over fully to me to yep. continue the conversation. But yep. every part of it, I wrote the con- the original message. I may have tweaked it like this doesn't sound right, but please improve this so this sounds not choppy right. in the content editor and then put that in. But it's still like me yeah. working it. Yeah. And that saves me over an hour a day of searching, connecting, messaging, follow-up messaging, da, 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 you know, add that up. That's, that's, that's a so lot of time. hours <laughs> that I don't have to sit there and do menial work. Right. Right. But I'm able to have genuine connections. I can send them my Calendly through it and get to yeah actual connecting with people. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's a very smart use of AI and automation to help streamline something in your business. I'm a big fan of automation and streamlining things, identifying efficiencies. So I love it. Well, Laura, I've loved this conversation. Um, Tell our listeners where they can find you online. So you can find me on LinkedIn because like, I feel like I've been talking about that enough. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's my primary land. Um, you can find me on Instagram as well. Uh, Money Mindset by Laura. Um, and yeah, those are the two places that you'll find me. I, awesome. And those links will be in our, our episode notes as well. So yes. yeah, <laughs> you'll see them. So that's awesome. Well, I've loved this conversation. Any last words of advice as we wrap up here? Don't be afraid, like dare to suck, like go out there. If you're scared of sales, you're not alone. Nobody actually likes selling, but 
Everybody loves talking about what they're passionate about. So remember that. Just don't keep yourself a secret. Love it. Awesome way to wrap up here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to all of our listeners. Um, Be sure to go follow Connect with Laura and we will be back next week with another episode. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.